This is Power Players with Dan Clark. This is a podcast interview with mega sports agent CEO of Sports One Marketing, David Meltzer. Welcome to Power Players with Dan Clark, former athlete, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, and high-performance business coach, where each and every week I bring you an inspiring message from an extraordinary human being who will share their secrets on how you can tap into your personal power to become everything you were born to be. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. In this episode, my friend and mentor, David Meltzer, co-founder of Sports One Marketing, who formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, and who has spent 25 years working as an entrepreneur and executive in the legal technology, sports, and entertainment fields, shares why his multi-million dollar enterprise suddenly collapsed into a rapid downward spiral ending in bankruptcy, giving us a glimpse into his miraculous turnaround, rebound, and recovery created by blending spirituality with business. Having regained his spot on the top of the sports, financial, and philanthropic worlds, my buddy David Meltzer was recognized by Variety as Sports Humanitarian of the Year. And no surprise, he and his organization was just nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's episode that begins with some serious questions. What is a hero? What's the definition? What is your definition of a hero? Mine is someone who lives in integrity, who has a service before self mindset and heart set and a commitment to excellence in all they do. And I want you to think for a moment of a hero that you had that you put on your bucket list that you've always dreamed about meeting or interacting with at whatever level was possible. And I first met this hero of mine in a convention setting in Long Beach, California, where I had the privilege, the honor of being a keynote speaker, obviously in his shadows when he took the stage and and mesmerized and transformed the audience. And from that day forward, I dreamed of making David Meltzer my business coach. The next time I saw Dave Meltzer on stage was at a foundation charity event of a mutual friend of ours, Cynthia Kersey. Her foundation is called the Unstoppable Foundation. And my hero, Dave Meltzer, was on stage raising millions of dollars to assist the poor and the needy in Africa. And then is when I decided that I wanted to make him my spiritual guide. And then I had the privilege of being on Dave Meltzer's famous international podcast. And when he made me feel so important and makes everybody with whom he comes in contact leave saying, I like me best when I'm with you, I wanna see you again. That's when I made Dave Meltzer uh, my hero uh, at the top. That's when I put him at the top of my friendship list. And so of all the guests that I've had, and uh, hope to have Dave Meltzer is my hero at every level, physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, financially, family. Any male can be a father, but it takes a special man to be a dad. And while everybody is posting pictures of them with celebrities at the Super Bowl, Meltzer's in his 50-yard line seats, posting a picture with his beautiful wife and his amazing children. And that just basically 
showcases who this man is to me and who he is to the world. A formal introduction so you can get as excited about this podcast as I am to share him with you. Meltzer, David Meltzer is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and the former CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was, which was the inspiration for that mega hit movie, Jerry Maguire. And David's life's, mis life's mission is to empower 1 billion or over 1 billion people with a B to be happy. David has been recognized as Sports Humanitarian of the Year by Variety, and he has spent 25 years working as an entrepreneur and executive in the legal, technology, sports, and entertainment fields. And here's what you need to know about David. When he was at the top of his game as the most famous sports agency, working and leading the most famous sports agency and successful agency in the world, he suddenly realized that something was missing in his life. And this multi-gajillionaire went on a rapid downward spiral that ended in bankruptcy. And it was only then that David realized that in order to revive and thrive, he needed to blend spirituality with his business acumen. He's the author of two books that I've devoured, Connected to Goodness and Game Time Decision-Making, which illuminate Meltzer's mantra, help a lot of people, and you'll make a lot of money and have a lot of fun. So I want you to buy his books, read them. If you ever have a chance to hear him speak, he gives you one. And I'm telling you what, more than anyone on this planet, Dave Meltzer doesn't just practice what he preaches, he preaches only what he practices. Please welcome to the show, David Meltzer. How are you, brother? <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm in shock, to be honest. That uh, is an incredible introduction, and I appreciate your perception of me. And I will tell you that it's difficult with an introduction that, like that to live in the context of radical humility, uh, but it does inspire me to know that I've cleared a lot of the interference between me and the omniscient, all-powerful, knowing source, God, um, and that for someone to have that perception of me as they always say, you know, some people think too highly of you and some people think too low of you and you, you live somewhere in between. Just to think that there's one human being on earth that has that perception of me, uh, I will float out of this interview uh, in deep appreciation and gratitude. The key component of happiness, uh, the only common denominator of happiness, gratitude and Anyone, I don't care how sick or well you are, how tall or short you are, what religion you are, what color you are, gratitude is the only common denominator of happiness. And I will tell you, I'm so grateful to be here, which means I'm extremely happy. So thank you for having me. Thanks, Dave. So let's just start at the beginning. For those who have not had the pleasure of hearing your multiple, multiple uh, award-winning stories. I call them award-winning stories. You're like a walking movie. There should be like nine movies of your life because <laughs> it seems to me that you've compartmentalized so many lessons that you've learned, which allow you to teach, not just from the stage, but answer spontaneity with, with profoundness. So let's go way back to the beginning. I'm, I'm curious. So when did you discover your love of 
of representing people and their brands and and affiliating with someone else trying to be that person in the background that makes that person everything that they were born to be was so interesting because i've you know from the time my mom named me david meltzer which means beloved servant by the way uh, my actual name means beloved servant uh i was taught by example especially from my mom to be of service but i think it wasn't until law school uh, where I saw the people that were underrepresented and, you know, understanding the legality and the intellectual nature of being able to help other people truly in a pragmatic way, not just volunteering as my mom always made us do since I've been five years old, even though we had nothing, we were the first ones to volunteer, to give out food, to do different things. It just was part of our culture, our family upbringing. But it wasn't until law school that I realized that I was born or had inherited an intellect that would allow me to elevate others, to protect them, to represent them. And you know, going to law school really, I think, uh, enhanced my knowledge and awareness of this. And through a variety of lessons and stories that is aggregated and amalgamated into a variety of different transgressions and promotions in my life, but I stand here today as a purposeful individual, an inspired individual that has full intent of empowering, not necessarily representing anymore, but empowering others to empower others, to create an exponentiality of goodness, of kindness, of a, a great light, love and lessons so that people can be protected and promoted the same way you and I have always been protected and promoted, even though both of our journeys included a lot of pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes. We are two individuals who are constantly protected and even promoted. Absolutely. So what, how did you and Lee Steinberg meet and decide to create together this Lee Steinberg agency? And how old were you when you, when you kicked that baby off? Yeah, so Lee created the, the firm when he was 26 and he was blessed to be with a great quarterback as he was in HR at Berkeley Law School and he was top of his class and actually even debated President Reagan. He was such a great intellect and such a great scholar. Um, and so, you know, as he always says, representing that great quarterback from Atlanta at 26 years old, the Cleagues likes were blinking and he ended up representing the number one quarterback in the draft uh, there in 1976, I believe. Uh, but later on, I represented as a favor, one of my friends who actually called me today from high school, he was a VJ from MTV who had a reality show with Magic Johnson uh, in the early 2000s. I had already run most, uh, I ran Samsung's phone division. I had a great technology background, a great sales background, a legal background, and I had sponsored because Samsung was a huge sponsor in sports. I had learned the agentry game from being a customer uh, but needless to say, in great, uh, in great abundance, I represented my friend as a favor because he said I was the best negotiator he ever had met. And I told him I'm not an agent, but I went to Lee Steinberg's office and he had just uh, lost his chief operating officer, a man named Jeff Morad, who had left Lee Steinberg as the chief operating officer to become president of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They had sold the baseball division for 90 million and Jeff had inherited that 
half of his money into the Diamondbacks. And I wasn't looking for a job, uh, but Lee Steinberg saw something in me. And within 48 hours of meeting me, offered me the chief operating officer position at Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment. And within six months, I became the CEO, partnering with Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback as well, who just got inducted in 2006 into the Hall of Fame. And later on, that was significant because, as you know, Warren Moon and I, we founded and co-founded Sports One Marketing together, a global sports marketing company for the last 12 years. And to be partnered with one of the greatest athletes of all time, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but also one of the wisest people who host the spirit of excellence and uh, utilize it in the lessons that I've learned from what I call QB1 Kenobi. If for those that aren't football fans, Warren Moon was number one. Uh, he had to play football in the Canadian leagues for six years because of the color of his skin. And he ended up playing football, believe it or not, way back then. He started at a 44 year old, just like Tom Brady. Uh, and so Warren Moon uh, is the Jackie Robinson of football, as a lot of people note. I call him QB1 Kenobi because of his wisdom and the lessons that I've learned. Absolutely. So how old were you when you, when you started at Steinberg's? So I was 38 years old. And share your story to the top of the mountain and then how you kind of fell off the cliff. I think it's important, right? I grew up nothing. So nine months out of law school, uh, because I didn't listen to my mom, by the way, my mom had a philosophy, doctor, lawyer, or failure. And I know you've experienced this in your life as well. I graduated law school to be rich and I got an oil and gas litigation opportunity for $150,000 plus bonuses. And I turned it down to sell in 1992, legal research online. And my mom told me the internet was a fad. And then if I wasn't gonna be a real lawyer, it would be the biggest mistake of my life. Needless to say, just cause someone loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice. And I tease my mom all the time uh, because she doesn't know anything about business, but she knows a lot about being a mom. And those two things don't always equate because of fear for your children. But more importantly, nine months out of law school, working in the internet, millionaire. By the time I was 30, I was running Samsung's phone division, multi-millionaire. By the time I met Lee Steinberg, I had everything I could ever dreamed of because not only was I a multi-millionaire, but I had access to things that even billionaires could afford sideline passes to the Super Bowl. I could get into any party, any premiere, any award show. And I had surrounded myself with all the billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers at the highest level. And I can afford to be there and do whatever I wanted to do. Uh, and from there, I lost what was most important to me, my values. I lost my gratitude, which we started this interview talking about. I lost my forgiving nature, my empathy. I became a person of liability. I was in blame and shame and justification. I would buy things I didn't need to impress people I didn't even like. And this spiral, as you suggested in my intro, was stopped because of one person, uh, my wife, the only person who was willing to tell me no. And uh, thank God, because she told me I had lost uh, those values. She told me I better take stock in those values and that she was leaving me uh, with my three beautiful daughters who were under eight years old and that I was going to end up dead 
because I had lost my way. And she told me, take stock in who you were and what you want to become to save yourself. And she said, I can't do it for you. And thank goodness I listened uh, because my life had taken a turn. Instead of searching for happiness, searching for health, searching for wealth, and searching for worthiness, I now understood that I was healthy, happy, wealthy, and worthy. And I had to figure out what I was doing to interfere with it. And this paradigm shift in my life has utilized and helped inspire not only me, but millions of people over the last 16 years. And I do, I make a lot of money to help a lot of people. And as you know, Dan, what we really get along about is we like to have a lot of fun. Absolutely. So what caused your, your fall from grace? What caused you to lose it all and share the details of, you know, jets, golf courses, mansions, you lost it all and ended up, you know, I think renting a car or living in an apartment or something. I mean, talk to us. Yeah. So I had everything I can imagine. Golf course, ski mountain, 33 homes in San Diego alone. And uh, I ended up uh, in a rented house with rented furniture and one car. Uh, and yet I went back to happiness. It was, it was amazing. I had no fear. Um, I had no fear, right? I, I believe that there's skills, knowledge, and desire, and skills and knowledge determine your basement. And I had developed extraordinary skills, extraordinary knowledge. I wasn't fearful of where my basement was. That didn't bother me at all. It is desire, as you know, as you lied in a hospital bed with someone telling you you would never walk again, and doctors one after another, after another, after another, telling you you'll never walk again. Your skills and your knowledge, they gave you confidence you would walk again, but it was your desire that determines your potential. And you needed to find a doctor that had the same desire, beliefs and feelings that you did more than just the skills and knowledge to rehab what had happened to you. And I think the same thing was uh, happening to me, although I wasn't physically paralyzed. Uh, in the same sense, I was spiritually and emotionally paralyzed. And I needed to understand, yeah, I had the skills and knowledge but I had to surround myself with the people with the desire that I had that five-year-old that, you know, had nothing. Absolutely. My dad had left that five-year-old that said, Oh yeah, I, I'm going to show you that I can enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential and nothing will stop me. And that's what I took at 38 years old all of that desire. And I had many more skills and much more knowledge than I had at five. And I put it to good use and reminded and remembered and recollected what I'm connected to and through. And to this day, that faith that there's something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom loves me or I love my children, take me and others to a level that I never could. I'm constantly, I'm promoted and protected beyond what I could even imagine. I just know I'm ignorant and humble as I started out by saying, I'm ignorant and humble. I don't know what I don't know, but I am blessed. And there's so much more that I don't know that's coming my way that's even better than what I have. Exactly. So <clears throat> I think what you've just reminded me of is that what matters most is what lasts the longest. And so for all the entrepreneurs tuned in, what we have to do is 
focus not just on our skills and our knowledge, but we've got to focus in on those intangible qualities of success that you're famous for in, in finding an athlete. So you don't just represent anyone. Your reputation on the street is that you take this athlete and you don't look at him or her for what they are currently. You look at them for what they have the power and potential to become. And with your integrity and your service before self, you inspire them and teach them, give them the skills, the heart set, the mindset to take them to the next level. So they're the same off the field as they are on the field. And that's your rep. As we wind down, David, I want you to, to talk about these levels of intention that I've heard you speak of so often, because in my mind, if we could have you on 17 or 18 times, and I want to have you back, obviously, to start where we left off, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, I think what people are wondering is, okay, so you fell from grace, and with that desire and that work ethic and that focus and that regaining of your faith and integrity, you were able to get back up and maybe even be bigger than you were before. How did you do that and tie it into these levels of intention that I'm so intrigued by? It's so interesting because I've been working so hard and diligently and understanding those levels of intention because I've always in my rebirth had this mathematical equation of luck. I, I love the fact that people say, wow, Dave Meltzer, oh, he's so lucky. That's a lucky guy. Look at his wife. Look at his family. Look at his health. Look at his wealth. His work. Look at how lucky he is. And I always said, I can teach you mathematically to be lucky. Pay attention. Focus in on what you want. But give it your intention and it will equal the coincidences that you want in your life. So when all these lucky coincidences that come about in my life, it's because of attention and intention, but I delve deeper into intention. Cause I used to think, okay, intention's what you do. And then I started reading some books and it said, you gotta speak it out, Dave. You gotta actually say it. You, you can't just do it, you got to say it every day in these mantras and, you know, even my inner voice would change. And all of a sudden I started saying all the right things and doing all the right things. And then this third level of intention, you read books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill or The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. Change the way you look at things, David. The things you look at will change. And I said to myself, not only am I going to do it, like when I was five years old, I was a li little mule, right? I was the little train. There's nothing going to stop me. And I know you are that way, but I was going to say it out loud to people. I was going to say what I, I, I wanted. And then I was going to now think it at all times. And then to take it to the next level, I was going to believe it. And, you know, people like Sadhguru and Deepak Chopra and understanding another level of intention beyond what we do say and think. I actually believed it. I had faith that there was something bigger than me protecting and promoting me. And as long as I do the right things, say the right things, think the right things, I could believe that they would come. And then most recently, you know, studying even further energies and frequencies is this fifth level of intention that I've realized, which is the way I feel. So many people are telling me, Dave, I do all that I can do. I say it. I think it. I even, I know I believe it, Dave. But why isn't it happening fast enough? Because you don't feel it. You still have levels of interference. That ego is telling you, you got a need to be right and need to be separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. All of these things are not in reconciliation 
with the great source, you got to feel it. This is what confidence, this is what fulfillment, this is what purpose is. It's a feeling. And so what I try to inspire others to do is to learn to do what you want, say what you want, think what you want, believe and feel through five daily practices, which I send to everybody. You know, I'll give out my email so they can get my books and get this exercise. David at dmeltzer.com. I answer everything myself. It's all free. You don't need to buy it. I will give it to you. I promise. I'll ship it to you. I'll sign it. I'll pay for shipping. Don't worry. Just email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Learn to do, say, think, believe, and feel what you want, and it will come rapidly and accurately. Okay, hot seat. Got one hour to live. What's your message to the world um, in, a, in a small, intimate setting where you have uh, a Tom Brady, a Warren Moon, a Drew Brees, you know, some of the, some of the greats who have long careers, not just because of the strength of their arm and their intellect, but because of what you're talking about. Also filled with the Deepak Chopras and the Wayne Dwyers of the world. Also filled with those like Cynthia Kersey, our dear friend, who's so focused on service before self and charity. All of them are in the room with a bunch of teenagers from high school and middle school, and you've got one hour to live. What's your message to all of us? It's number one, ask for help. Two, be more interested than interesting. Be more interested than interesting. And then three, be kind to your future self. Simply do good deeds. If you can ask for help, be more interested than interesting and be kind by doing good deeds. Those three things will equate into an enormous collective consciousness that will provide you everything to elevate not only you, but empower others to elevate others with those three simple actions. Okay, so your future self, where do you wanna be five years from now? And what you want them to put on your, on your tombstone? You know, Johnny Carson said, I'll be right back. I'm like, I'm thinking about that one on my headstone. But, <laughs> yeah, like where, where do you wanna be five years from now? And, uh, and yeah. what do you want people to say about you? Right, five years from now, I want to be more healthy than I am today, more happy than I am today, more wealthy than I am today, and more worthy than I am today. That's where I want to be five years from now. As far as my tombstone, I, I'm, I'm going to say what my favorite one, because you said the Johnny Carson one, and I apologize to everyone, but Howard Stern told me this one, and my <laughs> wife absolutely is disturbed by it. And I just have to share, I, I must have a sick sense of humor, but I think this may be the best tombstone I've ever heard. It's not what I want on mine, but what I should have it, it should say, David Meltzer, hung like Einstein, smart as a horse. <laughs> My wife is turning right now, not in her grave, but she is turning on her podcast because she's like, I cannot believe you said that thing. I, I would want on my pod on, on my tombstone, um, David Meltzer, kind. I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my guest, David Meltzer. What's your, what's your uh, email, your website again, so we can contact you and keep in touch with your wisdom and your, and your, your righteousness. I love you so much. David at dmeltzer.com. 
david at dmeltzer.com. Of course, my website, dmeltzer.com, and I'm blessed. You can always just Google me. That's right, the beloved servant, David Meltzer. Thanks, David. I appreciate you. I love you, bro. You know that. I honor you. I can't wait to hang out off, off camera again. And um, who knows, maybe someday I'll be in a position to serve you more than you serve the other folks on this planet that we all are so grateful for. God bless you, brother. You make me feel better than I ever felt. So we must share the same energy. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. What a joy. Thank you. David Meltzer, ladies and gentlemen, David Meltzer. Thanks, brother. Okay, so there we go. That was awesome. I knew it would be, but you only choked me up three times. You're so, <laughs> you're so funny. But I'm serious about it. I, I showed your picture from the Super Bowl to hundreds and hundreds of people. I mean, what a picture. I mean, go figure. Most people are like, here I am with, you know, Joe. And you're like, here I am with my family. I love you. I honor you. You, you inspire was, me. So that was a bucket list for me to be able to share that 50 yard front front row. They, it was just a blessing. And yes, there's no one I'd rather be there with than my family. So uh, it, it, it was thank you for recognizing. That's all I got to say. And I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Okay. Hey, brother. Thanks so much. Tell Jake and Adam. Adam Thanks for the views and opinions expressed on the Power Players podcast do not necessarily reflect those of KUTV or Sinclair Broadcast Group.